Hello. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. This is FMC. It is August 22nd, Tuesday. How are you, SP3? I am splendid. You can now refer to me as SP3, a.k.a. Jerome YouTube, a.k.a. the Triple C of FMC, the charming challenge champ of FMC. Yes, it is me. You know another person who uses Triple C? Uh, Henry Cejudo of UFC fame. And I'm pretty sure like cringe is one of those triple C it's like, well, it's the, not for me. The, the cringe, I'm pretty sure it's like the cringe champion. Cejudo. That's his triple C. So uh, no can, one cares about you. that guy. No can, one cares can... about that guy. They care about me. It's all about me. Jerome. YouTube is back, baby. I refuse to talk, talk about stuff. Refuse to use that name. Refuse. No, I'm not doing that. We are here to talk about some NBA. Apparently, James Harden is still whining and complaining. I've reached the point of not caring anymore, folks, but I will try my best to talk about it with Jeremy here. But I'm ready to talk about some Challenge USA Season 2 with two of the best episodes of the Challenge. And the person that I've been on record on this show saying that I hate made me have an inner monologue during episode four (laughs) where I was like, oh, my God, I love this person now. I love this person now. Creating all the drama, all the chaos, and it benefited my favorite person, Wes. So it it was a good, it was a great episode. Did it benefit Wes? Let's, I mean, in a way, he was was going into the elimination. If he, yeah, if he, out of all the people to save him, the person that he said, You're not very good. I'm not, I'm not targeting you. (laughs) In total madness, Josh. Is the person that saved him and said that he would he would vouch for him and do everything it took to not get him into the elimination and he got the job done. I sent the the link to our pal Share Delaware already. Uh, we'll start with the challenge because let's be honest about this James Harden stuff. Well, maybe we'll get into it. Well, it's in the thumbnail. We so can we can get into it right now. It's literally going to take us five minutes. By the time Share decides to to press the link. And come on here. We'll probably be done with this whole conversation. Basically, the NBA is investigating James Harden for being a dumbass. Yeah. He said, you know, Daryl Moore was a liar. Apparently the lie that he told was, I'm going to trade James Harden quickly. It has not been quickly. It is anything but Emmanuel quickly out here. Uh, it's It's like been- if you were... If you were gonna say this, you should have had the the backup plan of saying, "Oh, he, I had, I was, I had a chance to make this certain amount of money, and he, he said to opt in and he'll trade me." No, because that's my like deal. That's, nah, a, that's like you have to have a stuff. yeah, you, you have to have that. a what an elaborate, an elaborate, an elaborate lie. If you were <laughs> that, you can't say the lie is that. Oh, he said he would trade me quickly. It's not quickly. Like what? Now, you can't say all that because then you're getting into like tampering and promises that technically should not be made in the world of NBA. You cannot promise a player, at least I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm completely off base here, but I'm pretty sure there's some type of language that says, hey, you can't tell a player sign this deal and then next year we'll sign you to this deal 
type of thing. Like you just, you can't do that. That, that was a, I think that became a thing when people threw up the hypothetical of like, why doesn't LeBron just like take a $2 million contract and then you can sign all his friends. LeBron's making enough money. He doesn't need to make $40 million. Like LeBron's fine. Why wouldn't you just take a less money and then sign all your friends? Or why doesn't LeBron take this money? And then why don't other guys take less money? Why doesn't Chris Bosh? I remember this was a thing with the Heatles. Like why doesn't Le- Chris Bosh take less money? And then basically LeBron and Dwayne Wade pay him under the table of their money. Like you can't do that kind of stuff. Uh, that is illegal in the world of the NBA. So James Hardy in cannot any come professional out. professional sport. Yeah. For that J- yes. James Hardy cannot come out and say, Hey, yeah, I was promised that if I take less money, I would get this max deal the following year. Or if I opt into my contract, I would be ch- traded on this. Like, even saying I'm going to trade you quickly is is kind of a little suspect. A little suspect because he opted in with the principle of being traded. If I'm the NBA, I'm telling him, don't fucking opt in. If you exactly. don't want to be there, if you didn't want to be there, don't opt in. You're a free agent. Go where you want to go. Sign for how much you want to sign for. Like, just don't opt in. That's what I'm telling him if I'm the NBA. Yeah, that's why I said this is like this is a non-story of uh, oh the NBA is investigating James Harden. It's like what you investigating? He's a dumbass. Yeah, he is because he yeah. didn't have a he didn't have a backup for this. He said this. He 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 said it with his chest. Repeated himself when he said it. Went out on other interviews and stood by what he was saying. And now he's basically painted himself into a corner. Yeah, and that's that's where we're at with James Harden. Uh, I think some of the onus falls on the Clippers because if the Clippers want James Harden that bad or if Daryl Moore wants to trade James Harden, you still need a good offer out there. If you're not happy with the offer, you're under no obligation to trade this player. He opted in. He's under an obligation with this contract to show up, to attend training camp, to whatever it might be. Daryl Moore is not under any obligation to trade him quickly. Even if he said he's going to trade him quickly. Okay. That's a promise you want to try to keep, but if the offers suck, you're not just going to trade him to trade him. This is what I've been saying this whole time for months now when it comes to Lillard. And when it comes to Harden, these teams have no obligation to trade these players for pennies on the dollar. If they're not happy with the trade, they don't have to make the trade. Clearly, the Clippers deal sucks, especially if they're not getting Terrence Mann. I think even if they are getting Terrence Mann, it's not that great of a deal. And clearly, the Miami deal is something Portland is not happy with. So why trade them? The The problem is no other team is coming out and making offers. And so then it becomes basically just a game of chicken of, well, this is the only offer on the table. No other team's making an offer. We just got to wait. Hopefully another team makes an offer. Maybe another team makes an offer. Maybe the one team that has an offer will up their offer. Otherwise, you're just, this is the stare down that's been going on for two months now. Two months now, we've had this stare down between Portland, Dame, Miami, Harden. 
but Philly. but it, honestly, with the whole Harden thing, Dame, uh, Dame Lillard is the winner in all of this. It's taking all the attention and all the heat off of off of Dame Lillard. Like no one's no one's really focused on that because James Harden, James Harden, in a lot of ways. And I know we don't usually allow this on this show, but we are on a wrestling channel, so I'd like to make comparisons here. It's very much the CM Punk situation. <laughs> it, it, all this stuff, all this stuff would not be known. We would not be talking about deals or what was said unless James Harden came out and said it in public. Is it, James Harden's whole trip to Japan was the all-out media scrum. China. China. Or China. Ch- China, Japan, China. So China. Nope. We're not doing China. that, SC3. Don't get yourself no, no, in trouble. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was Japan. So I was like, China, Japan. Wow. Uh, China. This whole trip to China feels like the all-out media scrum. Yeah, in in certain ways. I mean, he didn't completely bury everybody, but he did, you know, call Daryl Morey a liar, and he did open up this floodgate of, okay, well. What did he lie about? You know, what what actually happened here? Now he's got to answer for all of this. So that's where we're at on James Harden. And we'll see if it gets resolved. I thought I'm on record of saying I thought it was going to get resolved by the end of August. Uh, We're like a week away from that. And doesn't look like we're any closer. So we, we, we shall see. We shall we're about see. to start. We're gonna try our training camp with this whole situation it's still up in the air. Yeah, yeah, uh, most likely. And yeah, you know, we we talked about this a lot last week of what's best for for Philly in this situation. Do you start training camp? Do you have him come in when he's clearly not happy? When he who knows how he's going to act? Who knows what he's going to do? Um, and then otherwise, uh, you know, do do you roll with that? Or do you try to trade him now and not have that headache, try to just get your team together? Do you wait, have the headache, hope something falls apart elsewhere, somebody does make an offer for James Harden? That's a a game Daryl Morey's played in the past. He's won with Ben Simmons because he got James Harden, which was a good deal for uh, Philadelphia. But otherwise, I don't know if there is a winning on this deal as much as there was for Ben Simmons because – James Harden's on a one-year contract. The history of him acting like this, I don't think teams are going to be lining up. I still think Miami should just make the same offer they made for Tyler, or for Portland. I, I st- if, if you're desperate, you you might as well. If the whole Dame situation is, is dragging feet and there's a reason why we haven't heard any updates at all in the past, like, month and a half as far as Dame Lillard and now all the attention is on James Harden. They could come in here and kind of like just basically pull a robbery at this point with, with you know, the same offer they gave to for Dame. They can pretty much get it for James Harden because we're at the point of no return with these two. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we'll see how it all plays out. Seems like it's going to drag on training camp. Schedules got released. Training camps open in a month. Season starts in two months. Like, where? How you like the schedule? I don't care about the schedule. <laughs> I'm being honest about things. You play the teams you're going to play. Like everyone's schedule just shapes out the way it's going to shape out. It becomes a bigger deal during the season when you realize, oh, this team has this many back to backs. Oh, this is why three games in four nights. This is why they lost. Oh, they're racking up this many. I I truly don't look at it and pick it apart to that 
to that extent. Games being on like ESPN, TNT and stuff don't care. You know who's going to be on the the major networks and everything. They're going to put the Stars, they're going to put the hey, Lakers. The Nuggets got more more games this season. They're the fucking they champions. They should have more games there. Congratulations. Yeah. For, for all the Nuggets fans that were complaining. They we should, should be the we, we should be celebrating this. Yes. Uh, it, I I I I'm saying this. Why are you why are you coming at me like oh, they should. They should. They should they're the so champions. So Why is this like a big, big news that they're on more national televised games? They're the champions. They should be. You seem upset about all. this. You seem I'm not upset. upset at all. I'm actually, I said it to celebrate them. Yeah, it was a little sarcastic, SP3. It was no, a little sarcastic. Said, I, no, no you congratulations said, you said, to the Nuggets. Said, oh congratulations. God. The national, oh you got God. national title. Didn't, national title. Didn't I you celebrate got national games when they won the the championship? Celebrated when they won the championship. Celebrated when when they won beat the Lakers. Celebrating them now that they got more national games. Like I'm celebrating the Nuggets. I'm more of a Nuggets fan than you are. It's that's like, not true. It seems oh. like you only are a Nuggets fan when they win a championship and you can brag about it. I'm a Nuggets fan and I'm picking up. I'm picking up the small victories here. I'm picking up the small victories here, ladies and gentlemen. This is I'm teaching folks at home watching. If you're at work listening, I'm teaching you how to be a real fan because it's the small victories that really matter. Getting national television, you're 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 making it seem like oh, celebrate, you know, being in more national games. Who cares about the championship? This is what the championship led to: more national games. This is the real prize everybody you guys got more national games great uh congratulations um, what did mike malone talk more about the nuggets winning the west or the nuggets being disrespected and not having national games and people talking about other teams more i am bringing attention to the fact that they are they they won the championship they proved everyone wrong they proved why they deserve the national spotlight and now they're getting the national spotlight that's all i'm saying it's a little sarcastic. Feels a little disingenuous. Oh my god! Oh Feels my a little god. disingenuous. This say. guy over here, sheesh! Get a real team. Get a real team. Stick with your team. Stick with your thunder. Stick with your I thunder am. instead of jumping on bandwagons. Right? How? Okay. Now you're just annoying me, SP3. Now hey, just... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dance around here like I was some Warriors fan when I got that right. Two seasons ago, I didn't dance around like, oh, I, I'm a because warrior. I didn't bury the Warriors. You spent I'm years. I'm here. I'm here to the. I'm here to the bandwagon now. It's you spent years warrior. burying Jokic and Embiid, Embiid, Embiid. You were gonna celebrate a Sixers title if Embiid. You were celebrating Embiid's MVP. You were riding for Embiid more than Anthony Davis out here. You were celebrating not a player. For more than Anthony a did. player. Hey, check the tapes. Check a the tapes. player. Take the, check the footage. Check the stock footage. Get out of here. I Get only check the footage here. when I know I'm correct. Otherwise, I don't go back exactly. and listen to this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Folks, he just admitted it. He just admitted it. Only time he can get tape and, and presented on air here is when he's right about something. That's it. Yeah, you remember your victories more than your losses. I Isn't remember that how this it works? all. I remember it works? all in this memories museum. You know how much dumb shit I say on all of these shows? SP3, I can't remember half of it. Most of the time I'm trolling anyway. This is, this is fine. It's fine by me. One of our teams made it to the conference finals. 
and the other guy had to jump on a bandwagon. It wasn't a bandwagon. Get any type of shine past April. It wasn't a bandwagon. It was a prediction that I happened to be correct that everyone chastised and I, and me. And I was correct. I was correct. I see. I was correct the season before. I was correct the season before that. I, I called the Milwaukee Bucks within two, two, within three seasons ago. I don't. You'll see me. You'll see me claiming. Oh my. Jeez. You should have. You should have. No. no one would have faulted you. No. No, it's because it because, ladies and gentlemen, I am here to teach everyone a valuable lesson. There's a great responsibility in being the only person who's always right. And when you're not always right, you have to celebrate it like Jeremy Lambert. Are you always right? Anthony Davis, top five MVP, always right. Hey, he was he was on track. He was on track. I, I was I was on, on track. He was on track. He was on track. Close. He was close on only counts. It you're it only matters if you're on track if you're a train. That's it, SP3. That's the only time it matters if you're on track. And on close track, only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. He was on track. It's not my fault. The media doesn't know how to, you know. Judge on, you know, they're just uh, it's not your fault that Anthony games. Davis always gets hurt. Not my fault, not my fault. No, you that's... Should, you're, you're such a prognosticator, you should have realized that was gonna happen. I had faith, I have faith in people, I believe in people, I believe that's in people mistake. to be, I believe in people to be greater than what they were. And that's why Joel Embiid won the MVP this season because I've yeah. always believed he was Good greater than what he was the two seasons before. Good on him. Got that MVP. That's all that matters to Joel Embiid and those Sixers fans. Ladies and gentlemen, I got I got the NBA champion right. Three straight seasons. And three straight seasons. Here, three straight seasons. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Lakers. Milwaukee Bucks. When did you pick Golden the State Lakers? Warriors. Lakers. Lakers. The season we got Anthony Davis. Yes, I did. Oh, I don't think check we were doing tapes. the show at this time. Yeah, we, we weren't, weren't doing, doing the show. show. What do you we mean check the tapes? We weren't doing the show. But check the tapes over at True Hill Heat. I was saying it then. Before the season, you called all before this? The before, before the season. Before the season, and when we got Anthony Davis, I said we were going to win the championship that season. I don't believe any of this. Who was the who else? Who else was the big prediction that season? Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. I sure yeah, wasn't picking was. them. I sure wasn't picking them. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about why. I'm talking about Jerome YouTube. I'm talking about the Triple C of FMC, the African American Dragon. Me. I don't believe any of this. Man, this man upsets me. <laughs> Y'all riled up on a Tuesday morning. Got people in the chat saying we're the new undisputed. <laughs> Cher Delaware has been hanging out backstage this entire time because I sent her this link because we said we weren't going to get into NBA and then we got into NBA. <laughs> he was on track for two weeks. That sounds about right. All right, let's bring. No, on he wasn't. He was on player. track. Yeah, two weeks. For at least two, two months. Two, two months. Two and a half. It was at least until December. Until two December, and then it fell apart, got injured, happens. 
two and a half weeks. Let's bring on our pal, Cher Delaware. Hello, Cher Delaware. Hello. <laughs> As a Steph Curry aficionado and fan, what do you make of his comments saying it is only him and Magic Johnson as the two greatest point guards of all time? Magic Johnson's the only person close to him. I mean, he's obviously correct. Yes. I mean, he actually is. So yeah, <laughs> can't really argue that. <laughs> oh, I, and I, I will be doing, um, since, since Jeremy never uh, watches it, because I've been telling him to watch it for two seasons now, I'm going to be doing winning time reviews on the show now. I, I do. Okay. I... I do want to. Have you watched it? Have you watched the first I, season? I'm up to season. Two, uh, yeah, I've, I've finished first season. I finished that like last year, and then season two just started. Oh, I know season so, two just started. Season two, I, I can tell they're they're going to put a lot into this because they've already gone through one season. So basically, what it seems like the format of the show is every season is going to be leading up to the next championship because they started off the season showing the the second championship. And then that's how, and then they went into the road too. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I do want to, I watched the premiere of season two, like the first five minutes. That's literally it. I do want to watch winning time and actually review it again. Actually finding time to do this is a completely different uh, discussion, but if you want to review it on the show, that's, that's fine. I, I do want to watch it though. We'll, we will see. We'll see if I could get my ass uh, in line and actually watch this. Uh, watch this show. Who would you take? Uh, SB three, real quickly. Steph Curry or Magic Johnson? You don't know who your second best player is. Ooh, I don't know who my second best player is. Yeah. Steph Curry. Really? Okay. He's the better. He's the better scorer. I was gonna say Magic, but when you put that caveat of. Uh, you don't know who the second best player is. You do need to know that with Magic Johnson. You I don't do. think so. I, I think you kind of do. I think you kind of, and especially, especially watching this witty time is showing me about like early Magic because I always when I watch it, I try to like fact check it and go back and like go back and do my research. And yes, Magic Johnson, it, it, he had the great first season, but. It was some roadblocks after that, and he had to get used to his teammates. So I think that Steph Curry is more of a reliable scorer. I don't really. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Need to know who my second best player is with Magic, I think I do more. I disagree because I think magic makes everybody around him better. And I think chances are you're probably getting a good second player. Uh, I think magic is a more well-rounded player than Steph. I don't think that's really 
disputable, honestly. I've seen Steph like without Draymond, and that wasn't great results. Uh, without Clay, wasn't super great results. Um, I think Steph needs. Obviously, Steph is is fantastic. I'm not trying to diminish him at all. He is, in my opinion, the second best point guard of all time behind Magic. But I, I think that Magic fits into a larger mold than Steph. I I would rather have like if I like if Kevin Garnett is my second best player, give me Steph Curry because Kevin Garnett, great, he's basically Draymond on steroids. Like excellent defensively, will cover up for Steph's defense. Uh, great passer, great shooter, and everything like that. I think Magic makes everybody around him a little bit better. And look, I know Steph can like explode for 40 and Magic's not as good of a shooter or anything. Steph also having the space to operate helps him a lot. Magic's just, he's going to bully dudes. As big as he is as a point guard defensively as well, I would take Magic if I don't know my second best player. Honestly, I think you also have to put in the caveat of what generation, what NBA are we putting these guys into? Because if it's right now, then yeah, I'm still taking, I'm picking Steph Curry. Regardless of what you just said, I'm picking Steph Curry if it's the current NBA because Magic Johnson can't shoot. Um, so, so Magic yeah. Johnson can shoot. Can't shoot like, that well. Uh, can't, shoot, can't shoot well enough for, for today's NBA. No. I, I, I disagree to an extent because we didn't see uh, him. You know, it was a different league. It was a different league, right? Like yeah. he didn't have to shoot as well back then. That that's where things do become iffy between generations. Is had the three point line been more prevalent back then, would he have worked on that? Would he have gotten better at that? Probably, but he just didn't need to do it. Um, but I, I understand. Like you're you're just basing what we've seen um, in that case. So yeah, I I uh, Trey Jones says that you can't go wrong with either. I I agree with that. You can't. Uh, I just I I think I would go with Magic if I don't know my second best player. That's all. Can't go wrong with stuff. All right, let's get into the challenge. We had two episodes on the challenge uh, this past week, and SP3, you are much better at recapping these things than I am. So I'm going to turn it over to you as a recap, the but. Here. Oh, I mean, I can, you know, I can do a no, quick I, I, Episode three is the one I'm a little bit more hazy on, because episode four I just watched yesterday, so I, just I could pretty much. This morning, so. So, yeah, I could, I could pretty much do episode four, fine. It's episode uh, three. Okay, well, little, okay but well, I know more, I'm on most parts. So, I know uh, we got early on, like, Paulie. Uh, talking about his uh, going through therapy and actually, you know, discovering about his sexuality because he used to dress as like uh, Freddie Mercury and yeah. he didn't understand like why and he used to have like sort of feelings. So going through therapy has changed him as a person. He actually had this conversation with Tori, which I thought was actually uh, that that was more telling that this was an, a really honest conversation, a chance for him to, to be honest the way he is. And you could see that that he's a little bit more, you know, in comfortable in his own skin here so i believe though the was the winner was the winner of the challenge the blue team or was yeah, it the blue green team, team one uh capsized is, is what it was it was like a puzzle where you have to flip over the boat uh you have to you had to like memorize yes. like flags yeah Yes. So yeah, the the blue team won that one. Green team was absolutely awful. Their best swimmer was slowed down by Amanda 
basically riding his back like he was a damn boat uh wes uh so they flipped over the boat a few times apparently from what they said on the challenge podcast the whole challenge it took them like an hour to do and then at that point people were just waiting for them to finish but uh yeah that was just an awful display by them red team wasn't that much better but uh they they still wasn't as bad as the green team and then for the blue team i believe their uh choices for the for the uh elimination were bananas was the male the male choice and the female choice was it was it amanda yeah amanda and so yeah, it was it was uh bananas and Amanda, and really the whole house was kind of aimed at bananas because it basically in the blue meeting it came down to Tori versus Alyssa, and Alyssa was running the room in this whole deliberation. Like she knew she said before the deliberation, she did she felt like she was kind of outmanned and basically uh you know. Uh, manipulated in the last deliberation and she wasn't going to let that happen this time. Uh, we heard earlier in the show, Corey talking to Wes and Bananas and he had a confessional where he was like he wants to work with Wes and Bananas but these vets have never been on his side and I was like, oh boy here comes Corey about to make a dumb decision. So before deliberation, Alyssa comes comes to him and is like, you know, you're at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the vets and the vets is really our target now. Like we said last week like that was who they're they're targeting and these big brother survivor players are not your regular rookies they are really on it on uh, uh targeting these uh veterans so she basically talked to Corey and was like you need to jump ship and jump over with us and you know the show of that would be voting our way in this whole uh deliberation so when it comes around to him mind you they didn't really focus on fessy because fessy was like bananas Bananas and, and Michelle. He wouldn't say Amanda because he has the relationship with Amanda, but he said Michelle because of Amanda. So, so regardless, his female vote had something to do with Amanda. And then he just said bananas because he's like, that's the dude that took me out last season. So I'm going to vote for bananas too. But the whole focus was really on Corey, who kind of flipped on Tori, who's who is his friend, but Tori's trying to ride for the, uh, for the veterans, even even after some people on our team was like, oh, I bet you you, you really want to vote for Amanda because Amanda voted for her last week. And she was like, no, no, I'm fine. Like, there's bigger fish to fight. Because I will say, yo, Tori, I, I've actually been related with Tori this season because I was like, yeah, why would you take out Amanda? You could be Amanda. It's like, it's like Amanda's not a threat. Yo, she's Shares not a threat. It's true. She's, she's not. It's she's true. not a threat. She's not a threat. But you... You're going to get kicked off this show if you say that you relate to Tori again. <laughs> <laughs> I do. She had the line on Josh in that first episode. And then here, I was like, yo, I was like, okay, she makes it and she's riding for the vet. If you're riding for Wes, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a understand you. I'm not going to ride for you. I'm going to understand it, you. And so, because the vets are so outnumbered and they're yes. so, so hard against the vets. And they don't really have a great, I mean, you know, they've got bananas and they've got Corey who can perform sometimes, but then he's flip flopping and they've got Wes, but then you've got Amanda who I drags it all down. Yeah. And John has gone. So John has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Polly's gone now. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, so uh, bananas. Uh, uh, Corey picks bananas. So this leads to a whole bananas blow up. So first we had Amanda blow up with with Michelle. Now we got bananas blowing up on Corey, and then he then he goes to and he was like, "This is why you never win." This is why I was like, I was like, like, yeah, sell them bananas, sell them because he never makes the right choice. You ride the fucking middle until you have to make a choice. Ride the fucking middle. You can you can play both sides with being at the bottom of the totem pole. How many seasons is this now that he has done this? He always shoots himself in the foot every time. If he would stay with the vets, they would at least keep him until farther along because they know that he's good they know he's going to eliminate people and then when it comes down to it he's most likely going to be able to eliminate most of them too like i don't understand why he always you are not a rookie stop going with the rookies every time and and he did this shit on spies lies and allies and it failed like you're not wes wes is the only one who we have seen effectively lose rookies to get himself further along in this challenge you're not that guy Corey. stick with the vets or play the middle until you have to make a choice until it is late in the game and you have to choose whatever side you want to go on but he always makes the choice too early and it always comes back to hondam so i would not be surprised if he is in the next couple of episodes out of here because it always happens to Corey this way so he bananas yells at him then bananas goes to fessy and i was glad i was like oh bananas knew he had a he had a checklist he was like he was like he was like he said it in the confessional he was like it's different when it's when it's your friends in that's voted for when it's people you actually know he was like he was like and what's that what's what's where's your head where's your he comes to fessy in his room he's like and where's your head he was like he was like man he was like, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you anything. He was like, he was like, see, man. He was like, you're you're riding with these guys. He was like, you could ride with us. We are the veterans. We know you. Like we've been with you. He was like, he he. I wish he would have said the same thing. He's like, this is why you never win. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I wish Bananas would have just played both of them and then he's yelling in the kitchen and he's with Dusty and, and Paulie and he's like, man, it, it comes a tough time when Dusty and Paulie are my only allies in the freaking house. I was like, I hilarious. About Dusty for the next episode. I, I have commentary about Dusty's weird ass. Please do because I was gonna bring that up because now I'm watching with one of my friends and he's he's straight he's straight from the hood but he was just like yo I think that I think that dude's in love with bananas. <laughs> <laughs> bananas literally said, "Are we in love now?" Yes. <laughs> you know, he's right. He's he's staying out here writing them letters and everything. Like, dear Johnny, hope you don't get eliminated. <laughs> Dear Johnny, I wrote the link calling. I'll think about you if you leave. <laughs> but he gets voted. Then um, they basically kind of split uh the the balls for the other teams as far as like who is going to be put in. There's some votes for Paulie. I forgot who got the Monty. most votes for this. Monty, one. Monty. the most. Yeah, Monty, that's who bananas wanted. Bananas. Yeah, wanted bananas. Monty and yeah. bananas had... wanted Monty. I think, I think Josh four. got a vote. Yeah, I think Josh had a ball. I think yeah, Monty had like four, and um... yes, Josh had one because he was trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, and Polly yeah, so. and Polly had had a few, um, and it ended up coming obviously with the uh, with Polly, and then uh, so yeah, Amanda didn't have to compete 
in this one because it was just it was a guy for the first time. And we got Bananas and Pauly, which uh, kind of a, a dream matchup on here. But I got to say, like, I know I know we love Pauly on this show. Friend of FMC. Him being more just low key and just not uh, fired up with all of this stuff. A little disappointing. He, he had respect for bananas and everything. I wanted the poly of like, I'm going to fucking eat you alive, Johnny Bananas. Instead, it was like, oh man, like me against bananas. I was kind of looking out for him. We were on the same team this season. And I I don't know if that worked in his, was a disadvantage for him. Cause he like the game. So the game was you hold your arm up for however long you need to hold it up for. And if it drops at all, fish guts go on you and you're standing on a block of ice and there's fire coming up on, to melt the block of ice. But to get the fire off of you, you throw a dodgeball at a trigger and then it goes back and forth. And Polly missed bag. the last trigger. Yeah. Beanbag. Um, Polly missed the last trigger. So the fire was going to, you have a limited amount of beanbags. And Paulie missed the last one. So the fire is going to stay on him. Probably would have lost that anyway, just based on that. Because at some point the fire, his or his block of ice is going to melt faster than bananas. But I do wonder if maybe just too much respect shown for bananas where the past Paulie would not have shown that respect. I, I, don't... I, I struggle <laughs> because I mean, I even told Paulie when we interviewed him, like, I, you're the person that we love to cheer against, you know, like, but I liked Polly and he came on and it just seemed like maybe he'd matured and he did say he'd been in a lot of therapy and everything. So that could have been a lot of it, but I don't know. I mean, I wanted him to be like, okay, this is a competition now. Like I'm, I'm going to fucking win, you know, like just at least go into competition mode once he was in the elimination because it was like he wanted to win but he wasn't like i'm obnoxious polly who's going to get under your skin so it was like uh, but i was i was very disappointed with the outcome i mean we kind of knew as soon as who was going in there what the outcome was going to be because they're not getting rid of a certain fruit that early but (laughs) I mean, look, you you had, I mean, let's pull up our, our draft here. You chastised me for not taking Polly first, SP3. Yep. And then it yep. came down to Polly and Bananas here. And I was correct in taking Bananas. And I was correct because I knew he wasn't going anywhere early this season. He's been He's been going off too early these past few seasons. They were not having it happen Again, he managed to avoid his hopper ball being picked the first time. He managed to avoid the the elimination because he wasn't picked the second time. And then yeah, he, he couldn't escape it for three straight weeks. But they they still got him to where I didn't think he was he was going off. They they had they moved that target somehow for that last throw that I, they, I, they I moved will- it. I will say I'm not I wasn't disappointed by uh Paulie on this season. I just uh I felt like this was more of a redemption type of season yeah. to make him feel to make him feel more sympathetic and make him feel more human. And we saw more of the Paulie that we interview more than yeah. the 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 Paulie that we grown accustomed to. And it's also we have to take into the fact and acknowledge the fact this is the first season Paulie's ever done without Kara. 
Yes. So this is a different, a totally different. Yeah. I think that it would be totally different if Kara was on this season. That maybe we would have seen more of the aggressive side when you are trying to protect the person you mm -hmm. love and also show that masculine side of you when you are when you have all the emotions that he's talking about that he has to deal with therapy about. Like, yeah, I think it would have been different, and we would have seen that different Paul a little bit more of that different Polly that you guys wanted if Kara was on this season, and also would have seen a little bit of that Polly in this elimination if it was a physical elimination and not some stupid thing where you put your yeah. hand up. <laughs> yeah, a physical elimination definitely could have changed things yeah. for for Polly. This one, yeah, it was just all right. Leave your hand there the whole time. I do hope that one they cast him again now that they've cast him and Kara both on separate things I hope that they are like okay we can put them on a season together and I think that you're right I think he's going to be a lot more aggressive I don't know if aggressive is the right word but like when they're on a season together because he's trying to protect her too and he's trying to keep her on the season and he doesn't want to go home if she's there he wants to stay there with her too so I do think that that would make a difference but it was definitely his redemption. I mean, I've seen a lot of people in, um, like, the Facebook group that I'm in for the challenge and stuff talk about how they couldn't stand Polly. And he seemed a lot more sympathetic this season. Yeah. Like, heard. But then there's always the people that were like, he just said that because he just came out because of he wants attention. And I'm like. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get attention that aren't Exactly. That. You don't need to do that. Like. like, I mean, that doesn't really make any sense, but okay. <laughs> so, SP3 has lost a person? Yep, SP3, yes. he lost his first overall pick. He went with Polly. He went with the... I, I don't want to say sympathetic pick, but he, uh, he went with his heart. Let's be honest. Yes. He went with yes, his heart did. because... We the real SP three would have picked Wes second overall. Yes, that is the yes. SP three we all know. He would have picked Wes, and instead he went with Polly because Polly has been on this show, and that's what happens when you when you decide you you can't you can't play with your heart in fantasy drafts. SP three, you do that in love, not in fantasy drafts. I will I will do it. I go with my heart every single time, and I, <laughs> when I pick Wes, I will go with my heart again and pick Polly in the future but let's let's uh talk about episode four which i thought was the the best episode of the challenge since war of the worlds too yeah i agree set it all up so i'll, I'll set i'll set up the, the beginning of it real quickly sb3 and then i'll turn it over to you so bananas won and then as we mentioned last week we have defection after that first two people did not use defection bananas is like it's here for a reason I'm going to use it. So Bananas goes into defection mode, and he's like, I ain't won anything with Red Team. They, we, we haven't been very good, so I'm going to defect. And he moved over to the blue team. And so and he Corey. is now... Yes, Corey took his Corey. spot. Yeah. Uh, he moved over to the blue team, replacing Corey. And now uh, Bananas went to the blue team, and then we get back to the house, and then we have... Josh, SP3. The Josh. I, like. I never thought <laughs> I would say this in my life. Josh is so fucking funny throughout this whole... If he brought this energy from the moment he stepped on the challenge, 
I would love him. He's so chaotic. But instead, he just cried all the previous seasons. Like, if he acts this insane, yes. Okay, continue. And, and it's it is because of the people. It's because he's defending the people that we know and have grown accustomed to on the challenge as well. It also helps that it's that. It's, it was also, it, I don't know if I would have viewed this the same. Like, I had to really kind of analyze myself and why I love this so much. It was the combination <laughs> of so chaotic, so, so just out there, so quotable. And at the same time, he's protecting the people that I like. So it's just like, it's like, oh, this is all around, all time great performance for a challenge episode. So Josh is just like, so basically, Banana sets this up and saying, like, you know, I had my moment last week, and now it's, it's Josh's moment. Because Josh is upset because he's sitting in the – they're sitting in, like, the common area of the living room, and everybody's kind of, like, smiling in each other's face, not really talking too much. And he was like, yo, what's up with all this? What's up with all this? He was like, we're just going – we're going we gonna to shuffle around and, and, and smile in each other's face and act, act fake, walk around, around eight shells with each other. And he was like, yeah, he was like, Josh is just going off. So Josh is in the middle. He was like, he was like, yo, they didn't even used to have doors on the challenge. He was like, now you got doors. People were shuffling out doors like what? He was like, come out. Y'all some pussies. Y'all some, yo, I was like, yo, what? Like, what? Yo, what is happening? <laughs> like, you guys going in closets. Talking, talking. I'm like, what? Shuffling like rats. Shuffling like rats. He's like, that's a, come out and say it. Say it to my face. You have to do all these conversations. He's like, yo, I was like, yo, Josh went off. Like, Josh really, what just happened? I was like, this is the most entertaining I ever seen, Josh. So it gets better as we go into, uh, we well, first we go into the uh, daily challenge, right? Yeah. So uh, this is uh, the daily challenge is basically you're suspended on these kind of. Uh, uh, four wheelers, uh, like like pick a uh, semi trucks, and and you bounce back and forth with these kind of like uh, circles that have your team color, and you have to put it on the accurate team color, and you have to have it stick on the other side. So it basically comes down to uh, uh, red team versus green team, and green team was really doing doing well despite Amanda completely shitting Who got them one? again. One because she dropped most of the of the circle, West, even though Wes got all of them. When she dropped them, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, just pack your bags right now, just go, just go." Like you're not like you. The thing with Amanda used to be, oh, she's not really good at like elimination, physical eliminations, and she's never been to a final. But she's actually really good at daily challenges. Now she's not even good at daily challenges. What's going on? Now it's just the entertainment for the confessionals and the drama she brings. <laughs> but uh, so they're going back and forth. So it comes down to green versus red. So blue realizes that it is coming down to green versus red. And they realize that the last time green was in the elimination, two of the blue players went in before it was bananas and Tori. And if the, if the green wins, they're more than likely going to outvote Wes and Amanda and put in uh, bananas and Tori and Amanda would help out with the Tori part of that for sure. So they realize that they, prefer if red won so it comes down to it's monty and um what's her name i forget her name well, um, it was Alyssa, wasn't it 
I think no, so. no, it was uh the, the other black girl from Survivor. I forget her. Oh, name. Desi. Sorry, Desi. No, not Desi. The other black girl. I know Desi, not the other the other black girl. Out there I'm talking, he was gonna have to fix her social game. Michaela. It was Michaela. Yes. Okay, Michaela. Okay. It, it was Michaela and Monty of the green team versus bananas and Tori of of the blue team. And before the blue team went out, Chris from Survivor basically told the blue team, like, okay. We should make sure that red wins because red won't vote in blue, especially if we help them win. So you guys should just play defense. Don't even worry about putting a dot on the other side. Just play defense the entire time. So it starts, and as soon as the horn buzz, Bananas basically plays a mind game and just tosses all the blue dots. <laughs> and then he just He's like, oh, dropped my chips. <laughs> he didn't even need to do that because Tori didn't do that. Tori just left it there and played defense. Bananas did that strictly as a mind game, and it totally fucked with Monty. Monty. <laughs> he said, oops. <laughs> just plays defense all the time. So Green needs 11 to win, and they only get three because Tori and Bananas play really good defense. Michaela got pissed during that, apparently, and, and pulled, she pulled Tori's, Tori's hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, apparently, I... yeah, they, they said it was a lot more cursing and a lot more upset from the green uh, team during that, that whole elimination. Very funny that uh, Monty was like, oh, he's going to get it then. He's going to feel this. Like, Bananas is at least six inches shorter than him and was still blocking everything he was he, doing. Monty scored, like, one in, at, with, like, 30 seconds remaining, and he was, like, all hyping himself. He's like, yeah, that's right. Like, dude, you need 11. You got one and you got, like, 30 seconds. What are we doing here? I'm like, I wouldn't be cheering. Oh. <laughs> like, exactly. I wouldn't celebrate one. one. You think they celebrate one basket when they down by 15? Yeah. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Oh, he was he was very excited to, to score that one. But uh yeah, because Tori and Bananas started to play defense, um the, the red team, the team bananas left, ended up winning. Because like, of bananas. Yeah, Which because of there? bananas. <laughs> As he said, all you needed to win was for me to leave the team. Yeah. <laughs> even when they're celebrating at the end, they literally come over and pick up bananas. That was yeah. funny. I was like, yeah, he's still on the team. He's still working for the team. I, so this. I like that everyone on the green team was super pissy about it. And Wes was like, that was brilliant. That was he was, like, he was, he was like, they they threw the challenge. I invented, a concept I invented a decade yeah. ago. Dude, this. It's been done since like season three, but I love Wes I because that's Wes's star. He thinks he invented everything in the chat. I know, but I love that everyone else is except well, they didn't show Amanda talking about it, but like everyone else is so pissy about it because they're new to the challenge, and he's like fucking brilliant, like yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> But he did. He did get the information that he needed to, because we found out later. He found out from Johnny that that was Chris's idea, and yeah. that's why they all voted. All the green team voted for Chris, but the red team was the focus here. When we come back from this daily challenge, because it's the red team voting, so we have to we have to remember red team only has six players, ladies and gentlemen, and the six players are uh, Chanel, Michelle, uh, Tiffany who are all part of this Big Brother Survivor Alliance, the garden, as they call it, the girls' room, with Desi and uh, Desi and Alyssa and them. Then you got, also from the guys, you got Josh, 
Corey, and Dusty. So Josh has a meeting with the vets of, uh, I think it's Tori, Wes, Bananas, and Amanda's in the room. And he's like, yo, they're pushing. He's telling Wes, yo, yo, they're pushing your name hard, hard. They're pushing your name hard. But I ain't gonna let that happen. I, gonna... <laughs> I was like, yo, I was like, yo, what is happening here? Did Josh just say he's gonna vouch for Wes? And then um, he said, he's like, yeah, if if the vote splits, you know, we vote for Luis and they vote for Wes, it's going to be 3-3. Three, three. And he was like, yeah, that will be a stalemate and we could possibly go into elimination. And Josh explains on the on the confessional, he was like, I'm fine with that. He was like, I'm fine to go into the elimination if I if I have to. And uh, uh, what Banana says, and that was the key point, Bananas was like, that, use that. Use that. Use the stalemate to your advantage. And boy, oh boy, I, I, when you talk about this, is like this is like seeing a movie where they have the meeting. The the, the coach has that one last uh, meeting with his basketball team, and he's like, "We're gonna run this play," and then the play goes perfectly when when it goes onto the onto the court. That's what happened here, folks. That's what happened here. We saw the play-by-play. Play. We saw the game player happen, and then the interrogation came. And oh my God, Josh, Josh may have had one of the all-time greatest run the room moments in challenge history because he just used the 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 element of chaos to throw this whole thing in a loop. Soon as West's name is brought up, he's like, he's like, no, I'm voting for Luis. He was like, I'm voting, I'm voting for Luis. Then when they're talking about the the um the girls, they're like, they, the girls are like, we're going to vote for Amanda. He was like, he was like, no, he was like, he was like, um, no, I'm, I want to vote for Desi. He was like, do you guys want to really go against Desi? And I like Chanel. Chanel was like, do you really want to run a final with Amanda? Do you really want to run a final with Amanda? Like, I like Chanel. Chanel was like, okay, it sounds like he wants to do a stalemate and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with going to the elimination. I was like, all right, Chanel, I, I like you. This is, this is my first impression of you. Okay. I like you. But Josh, Randis, so they finally go ahead, go around, and uh, they probably go around. They do the girls vote first. So Josh votes Desi, uh, Chanel votes uh, Amanda. Then you get Dusty votes uh, Desi. You get uh, Corey votes Desi. You get Michelle votes Michelle votes Amanda, and it comes down to Tiffany. And as soon as it comes down to Tiffany. Josh, Josh turns his whole demeanor off. And Josh is like, Josh is like, it's gotta be a stalemate. It's gonna be a stalemate. And Tiffany's just thinking about, man, I got eliminated like the second episode last season. He used it to his advantage to perfection. And Tiffany says, Cassidy. It's like, and this this comes after the fact. I forgot the best part of this whole interrogation is after the fact when they're going around and naming names. So he's like, he's like, the girls are saying, uh, Chanel and Michelle saying Amanda, and he's saying Desi, and the guys are supporting him on Desi. But then uh, there's, he's like, he's like, all right, if it's not those two names, then name another name. Just name another name because they had all agreed they weren't going to say blue. But then Tiffany was like Cassidy. And Janelle's like, oh, I can't say Cassidy. He was like, oh, you can't say her name either. You can't say her name. What are we playing? Survivor? We play Survivor right now? We play, yo, I, I literally watched this clip like 20 times. Every single time, I tried laughing. Like, I tried laughing because it's just, yo, the little livery and, and Corey's reaction. Corey is just like, 
He's like, wait, I've never seen Josh like this. I've never seen this. He's like, I've never seen this side of Josh before. He is using the chaos to his advantage. So then he gets the girl vote. It's it's um it's Desi. Then they go around for the guys, and he says Luis. Chanel says Wes. Um, this guy, what's his name? Dusty. He said he can't say uh Lewis, he doesn't want to say Wes, so he goes with Monty. Corey says Luis. Uh, then it comes down to Michelle, and he's and, and he's like, he's like, Michelle, it's gonna come down to you. He was like, Are you really gonna say Wes? Luis said your name. And she was like, she was like, Luis did say my name. Yo, it was like, <laughs> it was like, yo, it was like he planted a, a whole idea and thought in her head, and then just let it marinate it. And she says, Luis, <laughs> Luis, done. He's like done. Boom. That's our two names, Luis and Desi. Literally the exact opposite of what the girls wanted on his team. Josh won the MVP. We literally had like 20 minutes left of the episode left and it was already wrapped up. Truly, that was some like bananas, early bananas level manipulation type of bullshit that he was doing. And it was impressive because I did not know that Josh was capable of doing things like that. Like, that's more what I mean. Like, I love the chaos that he brought, but if he played like this from the beginning, he would have won something. Like, he he has just always been, I think, not having um, stupid-ass Casey there, too, is a help because he's not sitting in a corner with her all the time. But I think that something that we see every season with the rookies that they do every time all of the rookies want to be in an alliance together. But when there's 75 rookies, you can't all be in an alliance together because you can't say, well, I can't say their name. And I can't say that name. And I can't say that name. Like, you have to have people's names that you can say. It's just part of it. And this game with it, I mean, it's still like a blind vote, but it's easier to figure out who voted for you because there's only so many people like you just can't have everyone's back. And I think that they are starting to see that too. Like, oh, I can't, I can't say their name, but I also can't say Cassidy's name, but I also can't say Desi's name. And I also like, you have to say some people's names. Yeah. When it comes to the, the rookies and that's, that's typically what they attempt to do. They want to all gang up because they want to take out the vets. They always go in there of like, Oh yeah, we're going to take out the vets. We're not going to let the vets run this game. And here's Josh, a vet, even though he's not, you know, part of the the six vets that came in. But still, he's played this game enough to vet. know how it works. Yeah. He is running this game now, which I never thought we would ever say on on this show that Josh would be running this game. And here he is. Yeah, he was he was the MVP. Of this episode, I thought his rant to start the episode was just hilarious. Of I, it sounded it sounded just like he's just like freaking out for no reason. I was like, Josh, what the, what are you doing? Like, what? Just I love all the people watching him too. They were like, yeah, <laughs> the hair, the hair is really what made this. <laughs> the hair is just him doing like this yeah. and stuff. Like it was just, it felt like he was having a nervous breakdown, but it was so hilarious to watch and when he said he was going after louise i can't think of what the other name was because he he knew one of them he, had voted for him 
Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I'm after you and I'm after you. And Luis was like, what just happened? So we didn't touch on this. We still have to get to the elimination, but we didn't touch on this. But Dusty needs to. Uh, how did he pass the psyche valve to come on this show? Nobody on this show passes a psyche valve. Are you kidding that, me? These are the most insane people in the world. That man is nuts. Like he is crazy. And you. That's how he passed the psyche valve to get on the show. He's crazy. Well, you can tell that Bananas is kind of, like, bothered by how obsessed he is with him, too. But he's trying to, like, make light of it. When he was reading that note, that was his face. He was just like, um, I'm not sure, but I think we might be in love now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you, my dude? Like, And when it comes to the elimination, like, when Dusty was saying that, like, Chris doesn't have an athletic. Oh, he body. said Chris has a homebody. Yeah. I was like, what? That man's thighs are like this big around. What are you talking about? Like his thighs are around as my and then, and then Chris before the elimination, he's like, Yeah, I played football like my entire life. Like, yeah, he this man is athletic. What are and by the way, speaking of a homebody, CT, dad bod CT won this whole thing. So exactly. <laughs> Multiple times. Homebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, when he, man. Like, I'm just thinking, like, are you mad because he's he's next to bananas now? Are you getting a little butt hurt now? <laughs> he's the, bananas teammate, and now he's about to beat your your guy from he's giving he's yeah. giving bananas the advice to you know throw the challenge and everything. Yeah, that's, that's and what that it was is. that was good advice. Good advice for yeah. someone hadn't played this game like that like but but you see you see why this is an all-time episode that's like a tidbit of the episode where we could talk about it for a while there was also the tidbit of desi kind of going through like self-doubt and stuff mm -hmm. uh early on in the episode like right after josh's whole uh first rant where he calls out louis and her and she has like this whole like talking about that those confessional cams those might be better than the confessionals because those were yeah. like that. That felt like we got a real honest, genuine moment and it didn't feel commercialed or manufactured like it does when it has the green screen behind it. I like those confessional cams in those little rooms. I like Desi a lot too. And I think that she is a good competitor. I think most of the rookies are good competitors, but I think that she is better than them and she just doesn't see it. I think she, I think that it's also that the first season created a chip on her shoulder because mm -hmm. she knows she got, she got screwed. She got fucked over with yeah. the whole Enzo thing. So I think, I think it's also that. And I think that moment that she had was feeling that pressure now of mm -hmm. like you, when she came in the first season, it was like, oh yeah, you're a girl from Survivor. The people from Survivor are saying that you're strong and she performed really well in like the daily challenges. But now you're coming into season two and you have some, some expectations to you and you have something to live up to. And then seeing all of her stuff that she does outside of the challenge, like doing, you know, modeling and she, she's done pageants and you gotta be a badass to be one of those pageant girls. Like, People don't understand. Like I said the same thing about uh Devin Simone. They're the reason why Devin Simone finished the, the free agent final is because she was a pageant queen. 
those pageant queens go through those challenge those, finals when they go through the pageant. Those bitches literally work out like six hours a day and eat a freaking stick of celery for dinner. Like they, I mean, that, people think that that's like exaggerating. Challenge, or challenge, um, pageant world is intense. And those bitches are cutthroat. Like, you think the challenge is bad? No. The pageant world is awful. Like, I mean, they're, it's kind of like, uh, what, what does it, Nancy Kerrigan and uh, Tanya Harding? Like, they will freaking take a stick. That was ice skating, but they will take a stick to your legs so that you don't win the pageant. <laughs> like, they will take you out. Okay. So, you got to tell us who got voted into the elimination with them. So it was uh, it was announced during the daily challenge that this would be a double elimination. So as soon as Luis and Desi were voted in, they knew they were going into the elimination. So then they started the, the deliberation between the teams that lost and who they were going to put as balls. And apparently, for some reason, honestly, I don't get it. So I when I saw Wes kind of tweeted about this, I, I understood where he's coming from. Of course, there's people that are anti-Wes who are like, oh, you're just complaining because you got outplayed. But it how did he get outplayed? Because there was no reason to do this. He they do the green team elimination where Desi tells them uh that she wants Cassidy. Uh, because Desi had already told the people in the Big Brother Survivor Alliance that she wanted Amanda, that she feels that she could beat Amanda in pretty much anything. She was very cocky. It was very, it was very kind of like take a step back because we literally just saw you in like the most insecure moment of self-doubt. And now you're like very cocky saying you could beat Amanda in anything. But, but it and is then a- you're God. <laughs> It is Amanda, though. So it, it is Amanda, but <laughs> but I, I I'm not saying I'm not saying that if this was a puzzle elimination, I would be very confident right. that Jesse would beat Amanda. Say anything physical, if that's the case, like anything physical, 100. Yeah, you could beat Amanda in pretty much anything except for maybe a puzzle. I think right. that's what the correct terminology would have been in this situation. But she told everybody else, vote in. Um, vote in uh, this girl, vote in Amanda, but told Wes and the rest of the green team to vote in Cassidy. So Cassidy gets two votes, and then you have Michaela on the green team. For the guys, they had all agreed, you know, Chris was the one that came up with the plan that made them lose, so let's vote in Chris. So everybody was voting in Chris, and Michaela decides to vote in Wes because she does. She says, oh, I don't want Wes to go off scot-free. I don't want him to leave, but I want him to sweat. So it was just like, even like watching it in real time, I was just like, that don't make no sense, though. Like, this is a blind draw. So by telling people you want Cassidy in and people vote Cassidy, Cassidy could still go in. And you could burst a survivor girl. What, what, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And why wouldn't you tell Wes when you, if you knew the challenge, you would know. Wes would probably jump on your side if y'all came to him. Wes, would, Wes is not going to come out here and defend Amanda. Amanda that made them lose that first challenge with the with the, with the the statues. Amanda that just made him lose the last challenge. Because if she would have got more than one, maybe they would have won that challenge. Even with even with the blue team conspiring against them. They could have won if she didn't blow that challenge. So you think that maybe you shouldn't have like told Wes, see what he says. See, just put it out there. Be like, uh. Wes, like after the green meet, I would have went to Wes and be like, 
just so you know, I, I said that Cassidy, I told everybody else on my alliance that they're voting Amanda. So most of them are voting Amanda. You could do what you could do. Just it would show a lot that you don't tell her because we want her to go in unprepared. If that's the whole goal of Amanda goes into the elimination unprepared, why that matters. If you could beat Amanda in anything, why does she need to be unprepared as well? Like it just does not make sense on every fucking level. It doesn't make sense at all because it's not a majority vote. It's a blind draw. So putting one ball in there with Wes's name, like, okay, the statistics tell you he's most likely not going to get drawn, but what if he did? You're going to lose the best fucking player on your team because you think that he shouldn't get off scot-free. For what? He got all eight of his. Like, what did he do? He didn't want them to freaking conspire against your team. Like, Wes will have his alliances, but at the end of the day, Wes always just wants to win. Like, Wes wants Wes to win. That's it. So it didn't make any sense at all. And I I felt like I was doing mental gymnastics trying to understand what all of their reasoning was for stuff. And I was like, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> you people. Like, at this point... At this point, it just feels like these these Big Brother Survivor Alliance, as far as when it comes to Wes, they're just trying to be like, haha, we got Wes again. That basic that that's that seems like that's the point of it. Like there's yeah. no there's no game point. It's just to be like, ha, we got West again. Yeah. I, I was very confused as to why they they just left him out of all of this. And Wes was obviously very confused as well. He's like, What what are we doing here? And why would you risk yeah, just going against him in this when he is on your team and he's probably a good person to have on your team? And like you were saying, SP3 is like, I don't think Wes cares if Amanda sticks around or not. She's the worst player on the team. I think Wes recognizes that. I know there's like, oh, veteran alliance, veteran alliance. But okay, sure. One, Amanda can flip at any moment. So you... I know she has people she trusts and everything, but like a man ain't the most trustworthy person in any, any game. But, and then two, she's the worst player. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, share like Wes cares about winning. Like, okay. He protects relationships and everything, but the relationship ain't that strong with well, Amanda. Amanda's not stupid. Amanda knows she's not performing. Well. Yeah. Like <laughs> she it went at the end of that challenge when um, Josh was like, how many did you get? And Wes said eight and him and Michelle were saying how many they got. And they said, he said, Amanda. And she said one. Yeah. Like, she knew that she did terribly. She knows, she knows she's not going to win a challenge. She comes on there for a check and she's gone for a little bit from work. Like that's like her vacation. <laughs> she goes the year. I mean, she knows that she's not going to win. And Amanda has people that she hates. She hates Tori in and out of the show. She hate you know, like she's, but she hates most, Michelle in and out of the show. Yes. But usually it's for personal reasons. Like she can get along with Wes because she knows it's a game. Like she understands that she's not. And Wes doesn't really care. Like there are people that him, if him and Johnny bananas can become friends then Wes can like, be like, I was going to say that his closest relationship in the house is Johnny bananas. The person exactly. he hated for a decade. Exactly. Like, I, I just, I don't understand not including the person who has played this game the longest on your team just because you're conspiring to do things that don't make any sense. 
Like, I mean, and if they would have told Wes that too, that would have been such a good clip to see of Wes being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? Uh, so we get to, we have the eliminations and Amanda is picked because she's got about eight balls nine, in the, in the nine. hopper. Nine, okay. Even TJ, uh, TJ laughed. TJ <laughs> laughed when it came up in Amanda's face. Like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda gets picked and then Luis gets picked uh, for the men's side of things. And the elimination is, no, it's no. called Evil. They voted in, What's that? Chris got picked. Oh, Chris got picked. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Chris. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris got picked in, in the hopper. Um, the 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 elimination is Evil Eye, which is basically pole wrestling, but instead of a pole, it is a giant like uh, pong or yeah, uh, not, like, not pong. It what looks a, like like a weight, like a like a yeah, like a dumbbell. Like yeah, a dumbbell. it lo- yeah, like like a giant weight. I'm trying to think of pogs. You guys remember pogs? And you have like the slammers. It looks like just a giant mm-hmm. slammer. Um, so it it, yeah, but like a weight, that's, that's what this thing is. And you both grab onto it and you try to wrestle it from the other person and then you take it to the safety zone, but it's only best of one. So it's just first winner. Like pole wrestling, a lot of times it might be like best of three. Uh, but this is just first win gets it. Chris and Luis is sort of competitive. Uh, but I don't know. It seemed like Chris kind of dominated things for, for the most part. And then Amanda and, and Chris ended up winning and then Amanda and Desi, Desi just kind of ragdolled her. Amanda held on for dear life, which bless her, but she never, it never felt like she was about to, unless you know, she said, oh, maybe she'll tire herself out. She did not. Finally, uh, Desi was able to wrestle it away and Desi won. I don't know if people realize how small Amanda is too. Like, yeah. She's not super tall. She probably weighs like 130 pounds. Like, she is a small girl. So it never, if anytime she gets something physical, And if it's like, okay, I have to wrestle you for something. I'm always like, oh, she's going to lose this because she's just as, and she doesn't work out in a sense of like lifting weights or anything like that. That's obvious. (laughs) So it's just like, okay, she's not going to win this, but she tried. I mean, she knew she was going to do it, but she, she didn't give up. So she embraced Tori, her arch nemesis. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so, it's held on, but <laughs> the the chat has lost Luis and Cher. You have lost Amanda. Finally, she lost somebody. <laughs> was that her first one? Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. wow. I think so. <laughs> wow. There you go. All right. Well, I mean, SB three, you're the person who's lost two now, including your your top overall pick, and then hey, Desi's former... looking good. Desi looking good. Desi's looking good. Yeah. Bad. I thought you said Fessy is looking good. <laughs> he's been he's been non-existent this season, which is fantastic. Yes. Like, I love exactly. Yeah. Kept cutting to his face during the um, daily, like when he was getting annoyed with stuff, and I'm like, stop showing me this man's face. I do not care. <laughs> like he he's is trying to make me turn this off. Oh, I can't stand. There was uh, not. I, there was not a ton of Tory on this either, yeah. and I loved it. <laughs> like, it's like I was all for that. Um, no free, no, no fessy. <laughs> I was also gonna say another benefit to Josh's game is that he doesn't seem to be playing with fessy directly this yeah. season. Yes, and I think that that's good because fessy thinks 
I'm not saying Fessy is not an intelligent person. I don't know the person outside of the game. In the game, he is not an intelligent person. He yes. does how to play it well. He, which he says that he's like super introverted. And I, as an introverted person, that would affect my game a lot because I wouldn't have a great social game because I would rather just not talk to people than try to, you know, make all these relationships and everything. His problem is he just sleeps with everybody. So then you got all these girls mad at you and it's like, maybe don't do that either. If you're not a social game, like maybe don't also sleep with everybody. He's Corey. He's the new Corey. This is what Corey did for years. And then Corey wondered why he never won besides the fact that he wasn't as good as he thought he was as well. He's literally just, he's a new Corey. He thinks he's better than he is. And yeah, he sleeps Mm -hmm. with everybody. And so I I honestly, they all hate it. Nelson. Fessy, Tony, like all of them. No, They're all the same. No, we're you know, not. We're not putting Nelly T in here. No, <laughs> no, no disrespect no. to the. No, you know, Nelly you know T. what, you know what Fessy is. He is Corey meets Zach. Yeah, I can see. He's that, the yeah. he's the tall, muscle bound guy that Thank thinks you. he's Thank way you. better than he than he than he really is, like Zach was. And then he all, but as a personality, he relies on just sleeping with girls, like Corey did. Yeah. Well, and I laughed the other day. I can't remember. I'm always sending you guys things in our group chat about the challenge. And I can't remember if I sent you the one or not. Anissa was claiming that they test for steroids before they go on the show, which everyone has refuted. Literally, everyone is like, no, that's not true. Corey was on a podcast and was like, no, they don't test for steroids. If they did, then, um, oh, God, what's his name? Kyle wouldn't be allowed on the show if they tested for steroids. <laughs> somebody was like, uh, well, if they did, they just started it because Josh was, or not Josh, um, Zach was on steroids and like openly admitted that he was on steroids when he was Ooh. doing early seasons of the show. And there's another one who's recently been on there who has a whole YouTube series where he talks about what steroids he's taking. Like, Anissa just talking out of her ass saying that it, like nobody actually thinks Tori is on steroids. So I don't know why they keep thinking that they need to defend this. <laughs> like, yeah, like people were joking when they say yeah. stuff like that. As far as Tori, everybody yeah. else, though, Zach, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And I'm like, I heard, I heard that. I was like, huh, that adds up. Maybe that's why Zach had so many anger issues. Because of yep. I was like, I was like, yeah, that adds up. I was like, him, him, him crying on the mountain and free agents. I was like, that's how you know, when you're a steroid bound guy, you're filled with anger and disappointment, and you have no other way to release it, you should start crying. Yeah. <laughs> that yo, that cry is legendary. Oh yeah. <laughs> um so next weekend, I will be at Challenge Mania. I don't remember who all is going to be there again as the guest. But, is um, it in Chicago? Yes. What day? Saturday. What time? Uh, I'll have to send it to you. I'm not sure. I think it's like 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Oh, that might work. Then. They do it in the afternoon. So, okay, But um, they do Challenge Mania Hall of Fame awards every year since the challenge won't do an actual Hall of Fame. And the criteria for it is, like, you can't have been on, like, one of the past two seasons or something like that to be eligible to be inducted. So they have their first two. um, They induct two uh, women and two men every year. The first two for this year have already been chosen. It is Susie Meister and 
CT. So we're voting for the second right now. And it was Emily. Um, I can't. I can't think of what her last name is. Uh, Schwarman yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Yeah. Her and Millionaire Mitchell are in the running to be Ooh. the. They're like neck and neck, and I can't remember who the guys were, but CT ran away with it. I knew as soon as CT got in a spot where he was eligible, he would he would be in. Um, but he ran away with it. But actually, Susie was behind, and she started talking about it on her podcast, Brain Candy. And her people, because uh, you can only vote if you're a patron for um, Challenge Mania, her people started joining the Patreon just to vote to get Susie in, and they got her. <laughs> that's that's loyal-ass yeah. fans right there. You heard. Loyal-ass what... fans, they had to pay money and, yeah. <laughs> and vote. That's what Scott said. Scott was like, shout out to the Brain Candy Pod fans. Yeah. Susie mentioned Good it. On people got on here, and I mean, she ran away with it. So, good and for her. On good on them. Anything else from the the world of the challenge that that we need to discuss? I think that's nope. everything okay. challenge related for now. Right. Well, we're going to wrap up this show then. Uh, if, if we have nothing else challenge related um there is sp3 i don't know if you know this i i just saw this the other night i, I haven't started watching it with, um yet but there's a new season of too hot to handle on netflix Ooh. Uh, season four yeah I've, I've not watched any of it yet but i plan on it there's finale of temptation island and the big d tomorrow so i'll be watching oh big d challenge finale oh. already ended temptation island finale is ending why is sharing so. pain or is she laughing I'm I'm in pain. I'm okay. Okay. Oh no. Well, I hope I hope this will will make the 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 pain okay. Hopefully, I don't make you laugh though. I have a new segment, Jeremy, to close out oh, this God. show. Oh, if you could take out your phone and put ninety seconds on the clock, could you put ninety seconds this, on the clock? My scary. new segment on FMC because I am the triple C of FMC, oh, the charming right. challenge champ. I will. Right. Are you ready? Give you guys, give you guys what I am calling 90 days in 90 seconds. Oh, Everything okay. 90 day related that I can give you information wise in 90 seconds. So, right. Jeremy, three, two, one, go. So, they have this new show. It's called 90 Day The Last Resort. They have Asuela and Kalani on the show who are going through marriage problems. They're married. They have two kids. And 90 Day Last Resort, they sit down with this therapist. They got This is an all-star cast, by the way. They got Big Ed on it. They got Angela on it. They got Asuela and Kalani. And Asuela and Kalani are the stars because Asuela, you know, is a, is a, is a very kind of we'll say dumb, dumb, uh, dumb kid from Samoa, from the Isle of Samoa. He didn't know much, couldn't speak too much English. Yeah. So now he's cheated on Kalani. Unfortunately, he went to the Isle of Samoa and he cheated with the girl. He was on, he was on FaceTime with Kalani and actually showed her the girl. Then the next day he woke up and his tongue was white. Yes, he got a yeast infection from kissing the girl. And then apparently when he got home, he told her that he not only kissed the girl, he went down on her. And that's she how he got the yeast infection. <laughs> I, I, I know, that's, that's it. it 
Yeah, you're breaking into my 90 seconds. Um, then finally, with this whole thing, uh, Aswella gave Kalani a hall pass, thinking that she wouldn't take the hall pass, but she did. And she slept with the guy who was much better than her because she he actually cares about her needs. Got cut off in 90 seconds. I did just immediately remove him. I oh my god, the yeast infection. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. All right, SV three. Uh, I remember Asuela and Kalani. This is from when I was watching. So the you you triggered the memory when you were talking about Isle of Samoa and everything. Uh, oh man, I never thought, I never thought Asuela would be that person. I remember he no. drove. He he drove with the kid in the car, and the kid was not like in the car seat, like buckled in, and he just started like nope. driving. Like and Kalani was super pissed, like rightfully so, about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Did you see was... the stuff with the parents too? When the yeah, parents, yeah, when yeah, the, yeah, mom the dad. Came, Give me some money. Give yeah. me some money. <laughs> the dad looks like he's about to murder him at every single turn. The dad rules. Um, when oh when the God. sister I'm... was about to punch Kalani because she wouldn't give him money. Oh yeah. my God! This they they are they are legends in ninety day Lord, but they are legend. Just became That's... even bigger on Last Resort. The real bloodline, right there. The, the uh, real bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, glad. I'm glad. Ninety Day Fiance is still as trash as ever. Um. Yeah. We we got Temptation Island to watch tomorrow. The finale there. We're going to Offspring tonight. Offspring yes. and uh, some forty one. Is Simple Plan there too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My friend. Uh, they were just in Orlando, I think, and my friend went yeah. to it. It was. He was sending me videos. It was fantastic you're gonna have a great time i'm i'm looking forward to it this was the wife's birthday gift um so it, simple plan was like my favorite band as a kid so simple plan is the one that actually like we're least looking forward to she's a huge offspring fan i really like some 41 simple plan is like the one that's like oh okay cool they're there awesome um uh, but regardless they're there and we're looking forward to it so we have a little date night tonight for the first time, and sometimes we have date nights, but it's, uh, it. it's been coming since March, since uh, her birthday. So, looking forward to getting out of the house and going to this concert. Yes, that's our that's yeah, our that's our big time. evening plans. That's our big evening plans going to this. All right, everybody. Uh, SP3, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me. SB3, aka Jerome YouTube, aka the Triple C of FMC, aka the African American Dragon, at True Hill SB3. That is T R U, no E. And something will be up on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel sometime soon. I'll be back on there probably tomorrow. We'll do a, a review of the All Star Junior Festival and Multiverse United, either today, tomorrow. Check it out. True LE YouTube channel. Trying to push the 10,000 subscribers. Only 1,500 away. There you go. Everyone go check out uh, True Heel Heat. Celebrate milestones over there. And uh, yes, everyone subscribe. Everyone subscribe and support the pals over there. And the six-year anniversary from this past weekend. Yes, that's it. There you go. Share Delaware, do you have anything to plug? No. Fair. I don't blame you. All right. Um... Everyone just check out all the stuff from Fightful Overbooked. We 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 talked we talked about eating ass on our wrestling show yesterday and for some reason, why are you cringing? They did this on a wrestling show. And as the premier ass-eating journalist in professional wrestling, I asked mm. the tough questions. People you got mad ass. at me. 
for this. Tough questions. <laughs> People got mad at me for this. I'm sorry that I'm out here getting the hard hitting questions. Who cares about contracts and backstage news? And you're arrests. really digging in the trenches for that one. <laughs> We're in the weeds. We're we are in the weeds. You know, weeds have different meanings sometimes. You can get a yeast infection if you get too oh, far no. in the weeds. <laughs> Don't lean with your tongue. <laughs> That'll do it, everybody. <laughs> no better way to end it than that. Bye, everyone. <laughs>